0: Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. I'm here with my dear friends, Alicia and Cassandra, and we're going to chat about the astrology of the two-week period starting Monday, September 28th, and running through to October 11th. So the first couple of weeks as we wrap up September and head into October, we're going to talk a little bit about three or four different aspects, including the full moon in Aries, But before we get to that, I think I might be introducing myself here, gals. Uh, (laughs) Kelly's going to take What are you going
1: to be talking about, Kelly? Kelly is going to be. Take us (laughs) into.
0: I'm going to talk a little bit about Mars Square Saturn, which is happening on Tuesday, the 29th of September. It'll be Wednesday, the 30th of September if you're in Australia. Mars is retrograde and it will be at 25 Aries, squaring Saturn who is stationing direct at 25 Capricorn. So there's a lot of change, like there's Mars is going backwards, Saturn is about to change direction. Both of these planets are moving very, very slowly. And so there's a lot of themes in this aspect about frustration or delays or having to slow down or having to go back over something. It's like doing your due diligence when you already thought you had done your due diligence. So it does give a quality of uh, like delay, uh, slowness, maybe getting an answer that you don't want or that's going to indicate a little bit of extra work is required really to that Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, September 29, September 30 period. One thing I do like about this aspect, even though I do think it's going to be like a, a frustrating sort of heavy 48 hours, What I do like about it is that Mars and Saturn have been entangled since the middle of August and it will take until about the 10th or so of October before Mars gets far enough away from Saturn to kind of really step out from under his his shadow or like his auric field. And so that's, we've still got a little bit to go but after this aspect, on the 29th or the 30th, if you're in Australia, Mars is now starting to move away from Saturn. Mm. So it's not all better right away, but this is the second in a two-part sequence of exact squares from Mars to Saturn. And you know, you know what this energy is about because you've been dealing with it since late August. So now it's that sense of oh, I've dragged myself to this point I'll pause. We've still got a bit to go, but we're we're definitely closer to the end point of something than we were a month ago. Uh, But yeah, definitely a a heavier, flatter, more melancholic couple of days. How about you, girls? What are you thinking of this aspect?
1: Cass, Leash,
2: (laughs) Uh, definitely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do we have to talk about it? That was great. Let's (laughs) move on.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's it may kind of feel a little bit like the hits just keep on coming, right? And I guess what is a very, um, very small difference, but a certain qualitative difference is that now that Mars, sorry, Saturn is stationed, it's actually quite a position of deb- debilitation for Saturn. So it, you could almost sort of see, like maybe it's just dropped down a notch a little bit of strength and Mars you know, maybe like have a little bit more. I don't know if that's like really going to play out like that. But, you know, it's not going to be until Saturn starts gaining a little bit of speed that we might kind of start to feel, you know, what the Saturn station is about. You know, when Saturn does station, it might be kind of almost like, okay, well, now I know what the whole Mars-Saturn square and the whole Saturn retrograde was about for me and the station, you know, can really intensify or make that more dramatic and it's like, okay, now I know how I am, uh, what I have to do or what the boundary is or what the limit is or what the wall is to push through for the rest of the, the Mars period. Like there may be some type of potential finality around an outcome or a judgment or something, um, on this day. And then, you know, Mars is like, okay, well now I've, this is the work I have to do or the the action I have to take. So yeah, it's going to be, um, you know, obviously, a repetition of theme from very late August as well when the first square occurred. So a little bit more of just a little bit more for us all. How about you, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you're both saying. And I think, look, it reminds me, um, a dear friend and I once went to a wedding in Sicily and we didn't get the call. We were out very late, let's let's say. (laughs) Back in the days late,
0: back in the days.
1: Yeah, very, very late. Um, And we didn't get the call to say that our flight had been cancelled. So we get to the airport the next morning due to fly back to Rome and um, explore yes. We were not in the state to be able to deal with this flight being delayed. And it just kept seeing like everything was delayed and delayed until finally at the end, there was this point where we both went, okay, we can see where we're going now. Well, like we're still delayed. There's only a couple more hours, but we were both starting to feel better and we're both starting to move forward. And so it feels like that's what this will be like. It's like within the delay, we've been delayed, we've been frustrated, we've been held back. But you can see the end in sight and it's almost like it's not hopeful. You've still got more to go, but it's that sense of I've just got to get through these next bits and something good will come, which included getting on a flight, holding a sick bag, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) It was oh. a long time
0: ago. Oh, um, leash <laughs> I mean, it's a good example because I'm thinking back to that week around August 24, which was the first Mars Mars-Saturn exact square. For me, I had a really rough week that week. I was very low energy. I had a couple of migraines and I had not had migraines in months. And I, you know, I got partway through that week and I was like, oh, my God, I just feel like I've been hit by a truck. You know, my energy levels were very low and, you know, I just, my body was just like not handling normal life the way it normally would. Um, what was that week like for, for, for you gals? Was there anything of note in that time timeframe? Um, I'm just thinking, you know, for people, like when we talk about the second one, so now I'm like, oh my God, is the second one going to be as bad as the first? Do I just need to, you know, eat less sugar or whatever, you know, there's a few things I need to change diet and, and hormonally to help prevent that happening again. What about you gals?
1: I was mid move, so oh gosh,
0: okay, right.
1: My life was literally in boxes and in pieces all around oh, me, my and I God. couldn't so do anything or go anywhere, or you know, like it was like to do one thing, I had to do six things. Which like unpack that box, see what was in there. No, it's not in there. Unpack that box, and then I'd get that piece that would lead to the next piece, and so it was just that kind of bitsy, piecey, can't quite get ahead feeling of
2: frustration. What about you, Cass? hmm i will be spending a little bit of time reinforcing the armor <laughs> 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 sharpening the swords and reinforcing things it reminds me of you know speaking you know way back in the day, she um in my sort of maybe early to mid-20s and the boyfriend i had at the time and we might be getting ready to go somewhere or you to do something and And he used to look at me and he goes, You're you're armoring up. Like he could see me almost like part of my whole, uh, eau toilette or whatever was to, to like the whole process for me was to prepare for battle, you know, (laughs) putting on (laughs) the wall paint. (laughs) Exactly. And so, um, and you know, it was just like this dig he used to have at me, have you know, at me at the time. But, you know, I think the imagery of Mars and Saturn, it's, you know, whenever, you know, you've watched shows around war, which I would do all the time, it's sometimes it's like, you know, you you did one battle and the soldiers will go back to their quarters or, you know, their huts depending on what time frame and you, you lost some men and feeling sorry for yourself but you'll have some mead and sharpen your sword with the stone and you, you, then you, you patch yourself up because you know there's going to be, you know, whether it's Outlander or Vikings, whatever the thing is, it's going to be like, you know, more, you know, you might have won the battle but there's a war that still needs to be won and so this week, you know, this aspect as we sort of, you know, get into the end of September might be doing what you need to do in your own life to, you know, seal the wall, sharpen the swords or you know fix up the, the chainmail or whatever the thing is that you've got to do to um, to sort of weather this next hit
1: yeah and I think look you know Venus will have tried Mars just the day before too so she's mm. kind of still in the mix for Mars and it's almost like I mean the analogy I've been using um, is it's like Mars is up against the ropes. But right. Saturn, because he's stationed, he's like, he's taking a breather. So right now Venus is shoving oranges in Mars's mouth and, you know, pouring water all over his face. And it's 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 like, there's this sense of, okay, I'm, I'm going to be able to get back up soon. I'm going to be able to start moving. Even And even if it's, you know, Mars is picking up speed, even if it's backwards, there is a bit more happening there. So it's, I don't know, there's this sense that it's it's same same but different um, mm. in terms of it's still tricky but there are some a few blessings on the side. I feel, and I have been working the Venus magic like nothing on earth, and I'm wearing green most of the time right now. I'm not just waiting till Friday and Monday night. So definitely using the coolness and the plumpness of Venus to help with all the dryness of these two planets together. Um, that would be my tip for people too, especially around this time, tap into whatever she can offer to help out with this as well.
2: Mm, so importantly, like, I know myself recently I've you know, taken to going for walks near a, a local lake and mm. normally I just, you know, pound the pavement in my sort of actual, you know, around the streets but I live in a very hilly suburb. I just, you know, was stopped getting in the mood for that but it's just lovely, you know, there's birds and ducks and pelicans and, you know, all the things and so it's just kind of a little bit of serenity and so in the midst of you know a war zone you have to find that safe shelter somewhere and that might be you know wearing green or tapping into something that just helps to soothe you or grease the wheels a little bit so you can then go back and, and you know you know like fight another day kind of thing yeah And that Venus in Leo, she's like, come
1: on, you can do it, you know, instilling the confidence, you know, Mm. helping really drive Mars forward. So we'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. So share your stories in the comments below. We would love to hear how this is playing out for you.
0: Totally totally so that's a that's a biggie to kick off this two-week period mars square saturn Mm -hmm. Uh, so you you know a little bit about what to expect think back to around that 24th of august which was the first time we had this exact configuration so what's up next i think we're talking about we've got a full moon and we've got venus going into virgo around the same time i think
1: yeah We've got the full moon on Friday it'll be Thursday the first in most places and early Friday the second here in Australia
2: yeah mm-hmm. okay yep
0: all right so, full so moon. and yeah. what's the degree of that full moon please it's at nine. nine degrees nine Aries okay so, so at tell least us it's more
1: out of the cardinal minefield. So that's what I am excited about the fact of this full moon is it's not playing out exactly it is a sign based conjunction with that Mars, but it's not playing right into it. Um, I don't know. I, I just Aries full moon. I just think of the words full tilt, right? Full, big energy, all, you know, being an Aries moon myself, it's like all the excitement, all the enthusiasm, all the passion, all the drive. Um, but, but at full energy. So there's just this sense of, Really using this full moon, it might be where we do get a bit of extra drive to move forward after the after the, the feeling of flatness and being held back in frustration with the Mars Saturn. It's like, okay, as we get a few days past this, let's drive forward. See what we can do, and maybe this is a day to release tension, to release frustration. Use the full moon to give those things up, and where you've been feeling impatient. And I definitely would say this is a full moon to be getting active underneath. So whatever Marsy-style thing you like to do, give it an outlet under this full moon to really help. You know, with the pent-up emotions, the pent-up energy that can happen with a Marsy moon, because the Mars and the moon. Um, don't necessarily work well together so the quickness and the heat and the energy of this moon will definitely need an outlet so finding whatever way you can do to do this will definitely support that so go for a run um do your crossfit um you know if you're at home lift the water bottles you were the expert in that cast weren't you um, yeah or- bags
2: of rice and
1: bottles of water
2: whatever i could get yeah
1: or get on Chris Hemsworth's center,
2: you know. (laughs) Speaking of Mars. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yes, so
1: So, full moon
2: in Aries. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little, just a little. I know, you sent me that link and I'm like, oh, why? Anyway. um, (laughs) Yes, so the full moon in Aries, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess I have a little bit of a different take. I mean, the ruler is retrograde in the same sign. I, I'm i just not sure for me that this is going to be a, like a total full tilt, full moon. It may be like I want to go full tilt, but maybe in going backwards in a sense, in the way that you know, if the Mars retrograde has brought up some ideas around, that, you know, your passion or what sets your soul on fire, what, you you know, what really drives you, what really motivates you, you know, that internalization of your fire, then maybe this full moon is going to perhaps like illuminate that or help you maybe discover, um, you know, what really excites you. And it might be that revelation could potentially be exhausting at first you know under the the weather of of what's going on so um and if the previous square you know because it's still happening under the Mars Saturn square so you know this could really shine a big bright light on um on that story for you as well so definitely kind of trigger and activate You know, obviously by degree, the moon isn't like right there, but I think it's a full moon kind of close enough to the action to, yeah, like really spotlight maybe some of the challenge or the difficulties. But then when there's light, then you can see and you can move through with that. So definitely, you know, Aries, moon, go it alone. You know, this might be just a a road you have to take alone for a, a little bit or, Um, time out from a situation which you know obviously for some people that could be kind of hard to do depending on your current COVID situation you know anything can change on a dime with that so yeah you know time alone uh, finding out you know your passions your desires um, under this aspect and, and this lunation might be might be the go. What are your thoughts, Kel?
0: Yeah, I think similarly, I I have a little bit of ooh, full moon in Aries. You know, we've been talking a lot about the cardinal axis and how it's so activated. And even though the full moon's early in Aries, it's still going to light up that Mars, I think. Uh, and so when I think about what the moon and Mars don't like each other or the moon doesn't like to be you know, in aspect or influenced by Mars. But there is something that the Moon and Mars have in common, which is that they are both planets about movement and change and things being in flux or unstable. And, you know, ancient ideas about the Moon talk about the Moon being this variable planet because it's changing shape and size and and location in the sky, you know, from one night to the next. It will not look the same. And Mars, we know, does have this sort of disruptive hot, stimulating, potentially combustible type of energy. So this full moon feels like it might be a flashpoint. That's kind of one way that I might think about it. It's that idea of, you know, the kindling's very dry, you know, and now something gets kind of lit up or the fire gets started. Now that fire getting started could be a political drama. It could be a drama in your family, but it could be motivation to do something. You know, I always think, a lot of that aries mars fire is about taking action so whether you need to be physical whether you need to make a decision that you've been dithering about about you know whether you need to just decide and do it's not a time to you know worry about how you feel or get overly concerned about somebody else's opinion it's like actually this is what's right for me and i need to get going with it it might be a little bit disruptive because the other thing I feel for this full moon is that there is that cutting or severing type energy. You know, we often say full moons, you'll hear about people doing like a a release type ritual or a forgiveness thing. I don't know if this is a forgiveness full moon. I think it's more like I'm pissed off and I'm done with it. You know, I think... (laughs) I think, And it's that cutting of like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this thing anymore. I don't want to feel like this anymore or, you know, whatever it happens to be. So I think if there's something that you want to get out of your life, if there's something you want to stop doing, if you need to make a really um, in-your-own-best-interest decision, you know, this is a very independent full moon with the ruler Mars also in Aries. So you will have to think for yourself. It's not about following or keeping the peace. It's very much about actually for me or I want or I need or I will not. It's those classic I statements, I think, that that come up for me a lot when I think about how we can each think about this Aries full moon. So I do think it's it's gonna be kind of kind of hot getting hot in here. Totally agree.
2: Yeah. Kainley should be Yeah, exactly. Um
0: So that's something to keep in mind. And that's right before, there's a long weekend in Australia that first weekend in October, isn't there? Is there? What's after the full moon? Wow, Venus into Virgo. I think you're going to tell us about that leash.
1: Yes, um, so talking about all the flashpoints and the heat of the Aries full moon, it'll be nice to have this earthy, grounded, very natural Venus in Virgo. So, you know, we've got a cool, moist planet moving into a cool, dry sign. And I don't know, I just love the whole um, Venus in Virgo vibe. It's just the kind of girl or guy next door quite humble and the way she wants to do relationships is very simple you know there's not a whole you know after all the performative uh, dramatic leo energy in virgo she's a lot more simple a lot more clean and yes she is in her fall in this sign it's not the happiest place for her to do but i find Venus in Virgo is very discerning in terms of the relationship. So, this could be a time in your life where you're looking at the people you surround yourself with, you're looking at those that you connect to, and you're being very discerning about, okay, does that work for me anymore? Is it practically able to continue going? Or what are some of the things I can do to ensure that it does have longevity? There is also this sense of when it comes to, I don't know, um, I was thinking about the story of Louis Vuitton. So Louis Vuitton has Venus in Virgo and he became very famous, famous originally because he created a case that was good for packing very fragile items into and his signature is this very simple gold you know red band with the with the beige and it's not a lot of kind of glitter and glamour but it has not exactly. no, not exactly. no, yeah. no, which is very leo leo yeah it's become this very luxury brand and so it's it's but it's that's the fact that it was effective and efficient in what it did in the first place, it was designed to do something. Mm. And, th- and that was what I think it, there was a queen, one of the queens in France, who he originally started creating trunks for. And so it was in doing that, you know, he was able to create a product that was very effective at what it did. And that's why people were willing to really hand their money over it because it was well made. So there's that sense with Venus in Virgo, okay. What really needs some attention to detail in my life right now where it comes to the themes of beauty and relationships and connectivity and where can I really get in and get focused around that sort of thing with Venus in Voco? So... Um, yeah. And when it comes to fashion and when it comes to taste and, and style, we may simplify things down. I know before we've talked about Megan Markle. Um, she's one of those ones with Venus in Virgo, but Charlize Theron is another example. Even Kim Kardashian has Venus in Virgo. And you think about her, you know, she's, she's showy, but it's. She never wears bright colors. It's always the nudes or the browns or the or the or the um or the blacks. So there is that kind of thing, and it's always a, a one color. So, yeah, it might be a time to kind of simplify your style or, or tone things down when it comes to that. What about you, guys? What do you think of this,
2: Cass? Yeah, it's definitely a practical version of Venus. After all, the kind of um. You know, pomp and ceremony, and yes. you know, over the top of of Leo and. You know, I do love that you brought up the the Megan Markle piece because I always remember when the wedding happened and I remember <laughs> on the WhatsApp and I was like, oh, the dress is a bit dull and then Kelly, she's got Venus in Virgo. So there was that when you you know, watching a royal wedding, I guess you just sort of expect it to be a little bit, you know, more than Venus in Virgo. But, you know, it was a very pared back. It was very simplified. It was very classic if you like and um, when i think venus and virgo there is that it has to have a practical purpose to it so whether it's your taste in fashion you know or the, the um you know like well i'm not gonna wear heels because i'm gonna be walking a long way so i'm just gonna wear some nice sneakers or something like that yeah, you know it's gonna nice have a, yeah exactly but it will still have a certain classicness to it i find when we're looking at you know, Venus and, and you know, from a fashion standpoint, or, you know, your clothing choices, but there's always this like less is more, you know, that would be where you might go for a, a French manicure, or a very pale pink, as opposed to like red and bright, for instance. But, you know, Venus and Virgo, I always think about like less is more quality over quantity. Um, and, you know, it can be uh, where you maybe like take stock on, as you were saying, she you know, some of relationships or maybe choose to spend some really quality time with the people that you're really close to rather than, you know, the more is merrier, you know, more the more merrier party type Venus in Leo. As long as she's being adored and, and recognised, you know, she's usually kind of happy. But now it's like, you know, I want when we think about, you know venus as an expression of perhaps our love language this might be acts of service or mm. what i can do for people to show that i care about them and you know maybe um, you know, in the busy pace of life and the grind that we're collectively under, you know, Venus in Virgo might encourage us, you know, how can I show someone that I really care about them, whether it's a romantic partner or a really good friend, you know, what can I do for you as opposed to what can I tell you or what can I buy for you or, you know what have you so it's a very grounded practical you know let me bake you that cake oh you've just moved house i'll i'll do this for you and that type of thing so and in return it might be you kind of you know like in the idea of you know venus and desire letting it be known what um people can do for you so rather than just sometimes as, as women we can fall into this trap of you know a, a partner should just know what needs to be done around the house or they should know what I need to be you know what I need help with Venus and Virgo is going to say this is what I need you to do okay like she's going to be really quiet. specific yeah exactly and um you know and and focused and stuff in that area so you know it is really about the practicality less is more and what can i do to perhaps grease the wheels or make life a little bit more easy for other people Mm.
0: yeah such a Like simple, practical, the little things make a difference and that those basic, yeah, acts of service or supports. I love that story about Louis Vuitton, that practical with with fashion and Venus in Virgo, I always think about like function over fashion. You know, Venus in mm. Virgo is like, as you said, Cass, like what what am, what am I trying to do and dressing for that rather than dressing to look good, which Venus in Leo totally does. Um, the, just to add a slightly different take on Venus in Virgo because you've both said, I don't want to repeat what you've both said because it's, it's fantastic. You've really captured. I feel like, oh, you've said all the perfect Venus in Virgo things. The other um, birth chart that I use a lot in teaching that's a Venus in Virgo birth chart is the tennis player Roger Federer. And Mm. this is someone who can show, you know, because he has Venus in Virgo in his first house. And I think one thing that we sometimes forget or don't appreciate as much with Venus in Virgo is that Venus in Virgo can indicate someone who has a real specific talent or skill, something that is useful that, you know, I'm not saying tennis is, you know, an amazing life-saving skill, but it's, it's a particular thing that he can do and when i've observed venus in virgo in in the in the charts of clients and students they're often very good at one specific thing Often it will be health or herbal related or nutrition or wellness. Uh, But sometimes you see a little bit more of that technical mechanical skill, like they're very good at art or painting or they're good at decorating or they're just very good at organizing. So whatever it happens to be, it's sort of bringing that beauty of Venus into this specific thing that you can excel at. And I wonder about that as an offering for all of us to think about with Venus in Virgo, what? particular talent or skill do I have that I want to get better at or that I don't have that I've always wanted to learn? My husband and I have often talked about wanting to learn chess and we've recently finally bought ourselves like a chess set so that we can sit down and practice, you know, instead of mind-numbingly stupid watching TV after dinner, we can, you know, attempt to play a game of chess and obviously we're both basic beginners we're gonna to have to learn a lot but it's that idea of like a game or a strategy you know we're not going to take over the world in chess that's not our intention we just want to challenge ourselves to you know learn something a little different so that could be something very practically that we could all be thinking about with venus in virgo which is you know i think it's october 2nd and then by the end of the month venus has moved into libra so we really just have like yeah. a solid four weeks of venus in Virgo.
1: Yeah, she's definitely picked up speed after her retrograde phase earlier this year.
0: She's back on track. And then to end this episode on a slightly happier one than perhaps last episode, <laughs> uh, I think, yeah. Cass, you're going to tell us a little bit about the sun Square Jupiter aspect coming through on October 11th, 11, Eleven. 12th or 10-11th. Mm. Is it all 11?
1: That's- it's all 11.
0: All 11. Okay. It's late, night, yes. And so what is it? Is it 17 Libra 18, or 18? 18 Libra yeah.
2: to 18 Capricorn. Okay, so t- tell us all your thoughts about Sun-square Jupiter. Well, there's not a lot wrong with this in my opinion. I mean, I know it's a square aspect and, you know, sometimes people might see that and think, oh, like that's a bad thing. But I think, you know, the Sun sharing space with Jupiter you know technically we've sort of got you know the brightest star the two kings of the skies. it's a very kind of royal it's a very regal it's very powerful and these two entities are in a position where they're trying to perhaps find some kind of negotiation or compromise around something so you know on a practical level you know we can sort of see this maybe sometimes where have you maybe overstretched your generosity or where have you done too too much or maybe have you given too much in something. Um, you know, with the background of Mars Saturn, it might be have I bitten off too much? Now I need to kind of renegotiate those Um, conditions around how much I'm prepared to give and maybe with Venus's recent ingress into Virgo this is like okay well I would rather do a few things really well than you know overdoing it which you know sometimes the sun square Jupiter can make us realize oops maybe I have been a little bit generous in the impetus to say yes or I've got too many things on my plate Um, so it can also see you know that side of things it can also really invite you to extend yourself you know if you haven't been extending yourself in you know a level of generosity or maybe stretching your perception or your ideas around something i think this is going to be like a little bit of a you know mid month kind of highlight where you know this you know good things can come out of it if you're prepared to make some type of adjustment or some kind of compromise around you know a situation you know that might entail you know those degrees in your chart those 18 degrees of particularly um Libra and Capricorn but I think this will be kind of nice um a little bit of maybe an opportunity somewhere if you're prepared to kind of like you know stretch yourself or work a little bit harder or maybe you just need to pull back a little bit dependent on your own situation what are your all girls thoughts on this one?
0: Cal? well I mean I I agree I love what you're saying about you know the two kind of Kings King kingly planets or the those uh sort of more regal planets and how they're working together I agree that anytime you see a square aspect involving Jupiter with you know a quicker moving planet than Jupiter it tends to be getting some good stuff um which I like uh so yeah I think I think it's maybe a hit of confidence or a boost of optimism, like that ability to maybe see the future or get that reminder about why you're doing something, or even get, you know, a compliment or hear some positive news about yourself that makes you feel better about yourself, um, which, you know, we can all appreciate and benefit from at almost any time, really. There's maybe a tiny caution about not overestimating your abilities or over exaggerating what you can do um you know sometimes i find with squares to jupiter aspects i have to get a gift for someone and i just go a little overboard and it's not the end of the world but it's you know it's maybe more than was necessary for the situation so just being aware of maybe that tendency to go a little bit overboard but generally speaking yeah i would this is it's much nicer than some of the other aspects we've been talking about in terms <laughs> totally. of like mood and mindset and, and feeling a little bit more upbeat or a little bit more like you can do something or something might be possible. Mm. What about yeah. you, Leash?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you're both saying. I mean, it's interesting because the image I've got, it's, it's these two noble planets, but they're both in their fall. So it's almost like these two kings that have ended a battle on the losing side, but they've realised they can join together to win. Right. so there's this sense of okay what what can we do together how can we you know and the kind of the 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 optimism and the growth of of joining joining forces with this i mean i think that You know, Mars is about to walk the mine. I'm sorry, Mars, the sun is about to walk the minefield that Mercury did in that fourth week of September. So there are messages from that time. You know, we're talking the 21st until um, the 25th of September. Think about whatever messages you've got at that time, and that might inform the steps you choose to take. But it's that feeling of, okay, we can pull things together. We can do this. There is this confidence and this courage. I always love that with the sun and Jupiter together no matter what aspect they're making. But there is that sense because of a square what I find is that we have to work a little bit harder to make the most of the opportunities Mm. that Jupiter can give at that time. It's not something that will just fall in your lap. It's like you have to work, you have to put effort in to to make it grow or to to have the evolution that this can offer. So, yeah, just think back to that kind of that last week of September to help navigate and, and Set the map for what's going to be happening over the next week as the sun now does its um in Libra squares to the Capricorn minefield, Capricorn Aries cardinal minefield that's going the on. cardinal so crunch, there.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a bit gnarly, yeah, I, love, I love that. Lee those analogies. It's like when all the kingdoms had to come together to fight the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. I don't think either of you watched Game of Thrones, did no. you? Yeah, so might be having to make an alliance. <laughs> That might be a little bit. uh, Do I really want you on my team? But I've got no other choice, in a sense, as well. If I'm going to get through this, so
1: yeah. I was thinking of more Mm. War of the Roses kind of. You know, (laughs) everybody swapping allegiances as to what was going on. I'm a bit of a history buff like that, but yeah.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh, (laughs) love (laughs) it, love it. (laughs) So that's a big. It's a big couple of weeks.
1: It is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially,
1: Especially other than
2: Creeping, the- crawling away from it all. Yes. Getting there slowly yeah, but surely. Just, it's like taking care of yourself, I think, you know, with this p- potential to overdo it, Aries, full moon, Venus dropping into Virgo and going, okay, well, you know, I'm going to eat the right things or I'm going to do the right exercise or I'm going to say, yes, I'd love to do that, but no, I'm actually going to do this and and do those little things that, you know, we know that- Work for us, I think, is you know something that you know, Venus and Virgo can be very practical about. Yeah, absolutely, yeah,
1: totally. absolutely. And, and yep. the Sun just traveling through that other side of the chart from where Mars is. It's like okay, let's like balance it all, put a bit more focus over here rather than Mm. being totally in the other direction. So, you know, it might be that you've been putting a whole lot of energy into work and it's time to put a bit of focus into family or you've been putting, you know, a lot of energy into money and it's time to kind of have balance with a bit of fun. So, yeah.
0: Sounds fantastic. So what do you girls have going on this end of September, first part of October? Any events coming up?
1: Um, <laughs> yes, but I will be announced. I'm not sure. Keep an eye on my website. I think I'm going to be doing the next load of choosing your canyon at this time, um, getting ready for the Mars, uh, Mercury retrograde. I can't even speak. But, yes, if you're subscribed to my newsletter and you'll find out more. A lot about you, Kaz?
2: Me, well, I start a new uh, program in Aspects in Astrology, so that starts on the 1st of October, and this is, you know, ideal if you're new to Aspects or if you want to get better at Aspects, um, but it's basically sort of Aspects for Beginners with a very traditional Hellenistic bent on it. So no sextiles, quintiles, or any of those sorts of things.
0: Fantastic. So more info on your website, Cass, Um,
2: Yes, exactly. Thank you.
0: And lease your website, AliciaYusuf.com. That's,
2: That's it. For Thank more
0: you. Excellent. So I think... Well, I've got two quick things. I'm going to be presenting the weekend of September 26th and 27th at a conference that is a London astrology conference that would normally be in person, but it's happening online, obviously, because of COVID. Um, so if you are listening to this uh, a little early, you can jump on to the astroconference.com website and get more details about the events that are happening uh, there. And I think because it's the you know turn of the month, I will just give a shout out to my monthly astrology subscribers. Description, which is a monthly membership that I offer to people who want details about every single aspect that's happening every week. And if you're interested in that level of detail, you can find out more about that on my website, KellysAstrology.com. And you can join the community. We do uh live QA chats every couple of months, and you get all the info that you need to help you live uh, to time your life according to astrology. So that's a fun offering for those of you who want more. So I guess that's it from us this, this two-week period, isn't it, gals? This feels a bit sad when we get sure to the end. <laughs> I know. Uh, But we will be back with another episode uh, as soon as the time is appropriate, a.k.a. before October 12th. Uh, Until then, uh, let us know how you're travelling, how the Astro is treating you. Hit the subscribe button or wherever it happens to be, depending on where you're listening or watching. Uh, Like the video, leave a comment, leave a rating. That helps other people find our show. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks, guys.
1: Bye, everyone.
0: Bye.